brothers and sisters in Christ, when my son Connor was in high school, he would run cross-country. And Landis and I, like good parents, would try to be there every Saturday at the meet or during the week. And we would position ourselves at the starting line so that he could see us. He could kind of check and make sure we were there. And then as soon as that starting gun would go off, oh, we would just yell and encourage and just support him as much as we can. And then they, the runners would kind of go off and we would make our way to the finish line. Where again, we'd kind of see him coming down the stretch. And he's, you know, wearing down. We're trying to give him that last burst of energy to make it through, get his best time. Again, we're just screaming and yelling and encouraging him. And, and he would see us and he'd kind of dig deep and, and run and just finish across the line. And, uh, and so as I was preparing to, for the sermon tonight, I was thinking about that race and thinking about how we were at the start and Connor knew we were at the start. And we were at the finish line, and he always knew we would be at the finish line. And it it kind of made me think of the Alpha and the Omega that we're talking about with Jesus tonight. And so, you know, we start out in John, um, John 1. Let's look at that. It's It's in our reading, and it says, In the beginning, in the beginning was the Word. And he starts us off right away. And those three words, he takes us immediately back. To another book that starts in the beginning. And it's Genesis. In the beginning. He takes us right away. In the beginning was the word. Jesus was there in the beginning. The alpha of all creation. As the whole world was created. And he separated sky and land and sea. And he filled the earth. It makes me think of, I have, uh, unfortunately, this really annoying skill um, that I'll hear something or somebody will say something, and immediately the recesses of my mind come up with a song that has that same thing in it. And anytime I talk about creation, a VBS song pops in my head. Um, It goes like this. In the beginning, God made the seas and the forest filled with trees. He made the mountains up so high, and then we say, whoa, and at the top, he placed the sky. God's fingerprints are everywhere just to show how much he cares. And that's what Jesus did for us. He put his fingerprints, being the alpha, the creator, he put his fingerprints all over creation so that we could recognize who he was. The the majesty of a mountain, the caress of a soft, gentle breeze, the power of an ocean wave, the complexity of the human body, the alpha of all creation. Before all things, he was there and spoke all things into existence. And our Isaiah reading takes it a step further and says... That he called generations out. Who calls generations out? The Lord says, I call generations out from the beginning. And brothers and sisters, that's us. Generations he has called out. Called us out for a time such as this. Placed us in this place for his purpose. He is the alpha of our own life. 
He's the alpha of our own life. Jeremiah 1.5 tells us, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Landis was watching a Bible study on TV the other night, and it struck me as I kind of walked through the room, they were talking about um, Jesus knowing us before we were born. And they said, from the time of conception to the time of pregnancy realization, in that time frame, only God knows that we exist. How special. Only God knows us in that moment. And not only does he know us, he knows everything about us. He knows what color hair we'll have, what color eyes we'll have. He knows our gifts and our talents. He knows where he'll place us, that we can have the most influence to to spread and share the gospel. He knows who we are. And if we take that one step further to Colossians, Colossians says this, Colossians 1.18, and he is the head, the body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. So he knew us at, at our creation, at the beginning of our life, and he also is the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn of the resurrection. Now, if we have a family that only has one child, we usually don't call them the firstborn. We call them an only child. Because firstborn implies that there's others to come. We are the others to come. He's the firstborn so that we can follow him in the resurrection through faith in him. Through faith in his death and resurrection. That's us. That's us. And not only that, he is the alpha of the new creation. Which means if he's the alpha of the new creation, that new heaven and the new earth, that means that he is the omega of this current situation, this current fallen earth where we now live. He's conquered it. He's conquered it by coming down into humanity, going to the cross for our sins, and resurrecting. He's the end of this fallen world. That is some powerful, powerful words from God today. He also, at the end, we have Judgment Day. He is the Omega. He is the one that we will stand before and give account to our lives. And those of us who are washed in his blood, we will enter in with him to eternity. Forever. Forever. Eternity. The end with no end. The Omega beyond all Omegas. So I want to take us back to my cross-country story a little bit. So Landis and I would be at the beginning, at the start. We would be at the finish. But oftentimes, we would go to the middle of the race 
about halfway through trying to find where that would be for him and and try to encourage him because about halfway through i don't know if you're a runner or not um i try i do my best i crazily enough enjoy it even though it hurts a lot um but about halfway through your mind says no you need to stop this is not good for you uh your legs hurt uh you feel like your lungs are burning and on fire, at least mine do. Um, so in the middle, we're focusing on all these other things. And you could kind of see it in Connor as he's running. He, he's very focused. We're cheering him on. We're like, come on, you can do it. Halfway there. You've got it. And at the end of the race, again, he always knew we would be at the finish line. I would ask him, I'm like, oh, did you hear us? Did you hear us in the middle? He'd be like, no, I didn't. I didn't. And those of you who know Landis and I know it's not because we don't project our voices. That's certainly not the reason he didn't hear us. Um, because we were really yelling. Um, he was just so focused on what was going on with him that he missed that we were there in the middle. How much do we miss that Jesus is here in the middle between the Alpha and the Omega, in the Beta and the Psi, Beta through the Psi, with us. Because we're focused on what's going on, and we miss him. We miss him walking with us. We miss him carrying us. We miss him nurturing us. I read uh, an article the other day that said there's a new term out. We know everybody's familiar with midlife crises. Um, I joked earlier that's because it's the reason I want a convertible, really want a convertible. Um, luckily, Landis loves convertibles too, so there's still hope for that. Um, but there's a new term that they're calling quarter-life crises. And that is because men and women in their 20s and 30s are experiencing the worst loneliness and depression that they've recorded to date. 36% of Americans, this was a study in February of 2021, 36% of Americans said that they were severely lonely. Of that 36%, 61% of young adults experience serious loneliness in the beta through the side. Where's, where's our hope? Where's the hope? We know where the hope is. Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in the Lord who we know came down and is with us through all of that. Through all of that. He is with us. He did not leave us. He did not forsake us. Instead, he went to the cross for us so that we could be with him, so that we could have access to him that we talked about last week. That we could experience him and, and hear his word in scripture as he speaks to us. Experience his presence in communion at the Lord's Supper. And experience a relationship with him, talking back and forth with him. In our prayer life. 
Brothers and sisters, he has not left us alone in the beta through the side. Yes, he's the alpha. Yes, he is the omega. But he is everything in between two. There's not a spot that he is not. I'm going to leave us with Jesus' own words. When he's talking to his disciples and getting ready to send them out on the Great Commission, he speaks to them, and he speaks the same words to us. And if we, as we walk through our series of knowing Jesus, do we know Jesus, we want to remember Jesus' words, especially when we talk about him being the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus says in Matthew 28, 20, And remember, I am with you always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.